0: Hey, welcome to Inner Guidance Daily, episode number nine. You guys, I'm so happy that you're here. You are going to just love this conversation and I cannot freaking wait for you to hear it. I was joined and so honored to have Floor named one of the best mediums in Los Angeles on the Inner Guidance Daily Podcast. She sits down with me to share how to carve out that intuitive voice and make space for it in your own life. She also shares how to begin to recognize the patterns of intuition because they're pretty subtle and how to begin to recognize them in your own life. She also gives us her insights, her views, what her intuition is saying on the pandemic and the shelter in place and what opportunities we have in front of us like I said, I cannot freaking wait for you to hear this conversation. I know you're going to take so much away from it. I did, and I cannot wait to hear what you think of it. As always, feel free to reach out to me anytime. Tell me what you think, ask questions. You helped to build this podcast. I'm so honored to have Floor here on the conversation with us today, talking about mediumship, intuition, and how to carve it out in your own life. Enjoy. Welcome to Inner Guidance Daily. Flora, I'm so happy and honored to have you here with us today. Thank you for joining us.
1: Thanks for having me, Lauren. I'm excited.
0: Yeah, yeah me too. I'm
1: excited to do this with you.
0: Thank you. So I wanted to kick it off by first, most people are, are familiar with you. You know, you are s you're a medium in a a, a spirit communicator, teacher, author. And just overall, you just exude positivity and lightness and light. And it's so—it's just so nice to have you here. Um, but I did wanna ask you something and really just kind of dive in deep re- right away. So you have this book, which I adore, love. I got it off of Kickstarter. Um, I'll show it so people can see it. It's 10 minutes to intuition. Um, and in the book, one of the first quotes you know, like you have quotes and you can like write stuff out, but the first quote you have in there is, man is made by his beliefs, as he believes, so he is. And I was wondering if you could share what that, why that quote, why did it resonate with you? Why is it at the beginning of this book? And what does it really mean to you?
1: It's, it's an interesting quote, um, because it comes from the very famous uh, book of uh, Gita, which is, you know, the Indian text, Um, I find that I am very drawn to Indian culture in and of itself. And I've always been really inspired by the books that have come out of these spiritual beliefs there. But I think that quote in particular, I like because we do create our own world really by the way that we see it and perspective ultimately, I think, boils down to beliefs. Um, I think a lot of times when I'm doing readings for people, I find that a lot of their futures are shaped by the core beliefs that they carry. Um, The interesting thing about that though, is I do feel like you can change your beliefs just based on experience, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so there's a flexibility within that. And there's a movement within that. um, That's quite freeing as well. Yeah, absolutely.
0: I love that quote. I think it's amazing. I do think that people, are experiencing the world through their beliefs. So I have so many questions for you about, you know, psychic abilities and mediumship. And, but before we go there, I just wanted to see if you could explain to us, give it, break it down for us. So you also share that intuition allows you to learn to be guided from your inner self. Yeah. What is the inner self? Like most people probably experience their lives, you know, their parents are telling them what to do, education, their environment. So now you're
1: saying intuition allows us to learn and be guided from our inner self. What does that mean? What does that? That's a great question. Well, I work as a psychic and I work as a medium, right? And I find that probably the biggest misunderstanding is that we only have the spirit when we cross over, when we die. So, you know, we're here living a world and then we cross over and then we get a spirit. Um, But I find and really do believe and see that we are the spirit in the life form itself. So we're a spirit within a physical, and we never break a connection with that larger awareness, whether or not we're here in the physical or whether we're out of it. So it's a continuation. It's not a new step or a new experience. And the intuition is the communication of the spirit to the spirit within the self, right? So if mediumship and outward connection or channeling or whatever you want to call it is your own inner spirit connecting to a spirit that no longer has a physical form, then I think the intuition is the internal conversation, but not the internal conversation with the brain, but the internal conversation with the spirit, the part of you that's, that's not the physical.
0: Can you give us an example, like, a really, like maybe something that happened to you this morning?
1: Oh, the gosh, this morning. Um, (laughs) Well, actually, you know what? It can be really small and it can be really big. So I'll give you a really big example and then I'll give you a really small example. Okay. yeah. Um, Or maybe switch it up. Uh, Because this morning, for example, there is such a thing as just listening to the self in such a way where you go, all right, you know, I'm feeling this go, go, go sense of I, I have this to do and I have that to do. But my intuition is telling me I really actually need to slow down And listening to that rather than the societal call or maybe even just the schedule call, because Mm -hmm. I think there's always that balance between living the physical life, which does have schedules and the need to make money and the need to show up to the appointment on time. And it's, and I think in intuitive work, it's not about dismissing that entirely. It's about making room for the intuitive self to have a voice as well Mm -hmm. to go. Okay. So if I'm feeling a need to slow down and if, my physical body is tired but if also my spirit is tired and asking mm-hmm. for just to rest where can i find balance between the physical and the intuitive between the physical and the spirit um so that the two can merge and can find a happy medium so to speak right yeah. so i would say the small example is just waking up and going oh i'm like energetically tired mm-hmm. and i'm going to listen to that and see if i can create some space in my day in a similar way that i would make space for, for a work appointment or like for this, right? Right, right. Um, I would say the big examples with intuition can be survival driven or can be something where you're like, wow, that changed my life by listening to it. And I had a personal experience where I was traveling through Cambodia and I love travel and I was on my own. Um, and for three days in a row, I woke up and I thought, I need to get traveler's insurance. And I'd never traveled with traveler's insurance before. I was like, kind of a waste of money, um, oh. you know, because it's like, I'll be fine. <laughs> uh, and just for three days in a row, I woke up with that feeling of should get traveler's insurance. So, you know, logged on, got it. As I was logging on, I had the feeling like you should take out the best traveler's insurance. And I thought, OK, so like I did it. Um, and then a day and a half later, I was in a terrible accident. And... Um, you know, ultimately would have spent like $300,000 on medical expenses, but I paid $0. Um, and it was the only time in my life I have ever taken out traveler's insurance. Wow. It cost me $45, right? So it wasn't even a big deal at the time, but I, but just that moment where I, I went, all right, you know, this is nagging at me and I could easily dismiss it or I could just pay attention to it. And I think that that's the intuition. It's like the internal dialogue that we all have, but taking some time to create space for it. And then also taking some time to take it seriously.
0: You totally nailed what I was just about to like, ask you, how do you trust that? Mm. How do you learn to trust that? Like, okay, for three days, you know, you woke up with like travels and travel insurance, travel insurance where was the point where you're like okay i'm gonna trust it or how can we encourage other people to you know begin to trust your intuition
1: yeah well i think it's practice and i think it's by doing it at moments where the stakes are not very high and just having a little bit of fun with it and a little bit of mm-hmm. curiosity right mm-hmm. so you can get it to a place where you just notice it in moments where you go hmm that's funny like weird coincidence or it would my feelings were right or just a, a creating space where you even ask yourself or you ask the spirit right because it's a communication it's a, it's a dialogue so you don't have to wait for the intuition to speak to you you can also just ask and then see maybe it shows up tomorrow maybe it shows up an hour from now maybe it shows up in your next meditation maybe it shows up through somebody else but the answer will come to you it's a dialogue but you have right. to start just conversation And so I think when we can create the conversation in small ways, we can make room for it in our day-to-day life, we start to trust it and we start to see the patterns. And that's really why I created the book. So that when you have the big moments, you no longer have those questions of, should I even pay attention to this? But it's more of a, I've seen this pattern before. I know what it feels like when I'm right. Mm -hmm. I have enough past experience to be able to gamble on myself in this moment, to go, you know what, I'll trust it.
0: That's perfect, perfectly said. And I see that in the book. I mean, it really does, you know, it's very quick. It's 10 minutes. You just write it out and you're having fun. And then you're noticing throughout your day, how was I intuitive? How am I picking up these experiences? And, and actually we were purchasing a home and I, drew, I drove by the home that we had like made an offer on. And I was like, it's not ours. But I just, you know, had an intuitive sense that that was, but to your point, it's this pattern. And I think to encourage people to have a, um, a relationship, you know, a conversation with your inner guidance and your inner self and develop that pattern. What is the main difference between a psychic and a medium that most people are just not aware of?
1: Yeah, well, I think it's who you're connecting with. So a psychic reading would be my spirit talking to your spirit. Here in the world, we both have physical bodies. Mediumship is my spirit in a physical body talking to spirit without a physical body, and the difference is really just who are we connecting with? Right. I'm either having a conversation with you or I'm having a conversation with them. Now, if we think about it, um, all mediumship, all psychic connection is through vibration. So. I look at your spirit, your soul, your life force, all the parts of you that are not the physical as having a vibration that for me reads like a radio station. So in that case, we could look at you as being the FM and they're the AM. Got it, you're
0: just turning different channels.
1: Yeah, but the ultimate connection of what we're using to communicate is the same, right? Because I am a spirit, I'm a soul, I'm a life force. And I'm connecting to a spirit, a soul, a life force. That common denominator, we are the same. We just have different vessels, so to speak, in which we are contained. And so that's why it requires me to go to AM because the jump is a little bigger. It's like I have to undo my container to get there. Right.
0: Got it. Yeah, I'm curious if you can kind of give us um give us an experience of what it's like to connect to somebody's energy. Like, you know, somebody just in the physical form, like when you are connecting to their energy, what happens within you? You know, do you, do you see stuff? Do you feel stuff? Like just give us a, a snapshot view of what that looks like to connect to somebody's energy.
1: Right. So my connection always begins by feeling. So I always feel first and every person feels a little different. And, um, Sometimes I, when I teach, I'll explain that by, I'll have people kind of close their eyes and one person in the group sits in front of them and they just kind of like feel into that person and then the next person and over time you'll start to recognize that everybody feels a little different. And it's a hard thing to put your words to, right? Because it's just a, it's like, I don't know, you just feel a little different from the person before, even though I'm not even sure who's sitting in the chair in front of me. Right. Um, but all of my connection starts through feeling. And so I find your radio station. And as I tune into you, or I find a radio station on the other side, so to speak, and as I tune into it, sometimes I'll get images that feel like a daydream or look like a daydream. Sometimes I'll get sensations in my body. Um, all information comes in very fleeting. So it's in and it's out. It doesn't stick around, uh, so I know it's not mine, but I'm interacting with it and I'm asking it questions, which will turn it into something else. Uh, But really the experience is one of seeing, feeling, hearing, and knowing that all intersect at the same time and help me to understand the story that is needing to be explained or told or or conveyed. but it certainly isn't as concrete, I think, as people would like it to be, right? Mm. No Whispering in your ear. Um, right. No one's uh, uh, giving you a movie or a play-by-play. Um, the experience is one of, of subtlety. And I think that that throws off a lot of people when they first start working intuitively. Yeah. It doesn't mean you can't get really specific information. But the information isn't given to you with a megaphone.
0: Got it. So what's the difference between somebody who's like channeling, you know, how people say like, I'm channeling, um, you know, I don't know, Akashic records, or I'm channeling um, certain energies. Like, is that different from mediums and psychics? Or is it kind of the same, just a different, just a different station?
1: It may be a different station. Yeah. I personally don't channel. So it's hard for me to completely give you a perspective on it from, from my own. Um, But all of, and it, it's really because I, myself, often lean into this, like, skeptical. So if I'm channeling, no one can validate the information because you don't know. I don't know. It's like, right? And so I think there are people who can suspend disbelief enough to allow and be that channel. I personally am not one of them. I like Got it. to be concrete. Got um, that's where my gift if you want to call it, that is, is most available to me. And um, so that's why I work. But I would say that channeling probably uses the same faculties. It probably, you connect in the same way. Um, the source is different.
0: Right. How do you turn it off? You know, if there's like a point where you're like, okay, I just don't want to be intuitive right now, or I don't want to hear anything from anybody who isn't physically here. Is there, an, is there the ability to just turn it off right now?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's an on-off switch for me. I think okay. I've definitely trained it to be. Um, okay. I am a big believer in it can, it can aid your life. It doesn't have to destroy it, so to speak. So sure. you don't have to be in a space where you are so overwhelmed by the spirit or by other people that you can't live a normal grounded life. I think especially in the work of psychics and mediums, We always have to remember, or I myself like to remember, I have to be a bridge, but that doesn't mean I can lose my connection to the earthly plane, right? Like no good being a bridge if you can't get back down to earth. Right. Um, Because then you don't know or experience or just have a normal human life. And so I like to think that I can create those boundaries and ask for them and establish them. Um, because it's necessary. And I think that that they acknowledge that as well. Um, I would say that for me, it's very simple. I just say, hey, you can't come during XYZ time and you can during this other time. And I, you know, make room for you here and I don't make room for you there. Um, and from, from my experience, it works. And I think that uh, oftentimes when I teach, people are like, oh, I just never thought it was that simple that I could just ask, Yeah. <laughs> It's like, yeah, you can, and, and they'll listen, because ultimately, if they want to work with you, then, then there has to be an agreement.
0: Right, which makes total sense. It's just such a, a space in the world that not a lot of people know a lot about, and it's really, um, you know, people are very skeptical and also just unsure, you know, if it's happening, because you may not be able to experience it yourself. But what I love so much about your work and the way you teach and your book is that it's very accessible for everybody, whether you want to be a psychic or a medium or, you know, that doesn't really matter. It's just about your intuition and, and coming back to your inner self. So I have to imagine, oh, sorry, go ahead. There's a little oh, no, delay, sorry. So I'm sorry. Was,
1: that's fine. I was gonna say that's the beauty of it too, you know, I don't think everybody needs to be a psychic or a medium, but right. I do feel like one could be somewhat helped by that inner voice.
0: Right, absolutely. I have to think that there was probably a point in your life um, where you weren't necessarily sure, like this was your path in life to be a medium and to take it on professionally um, full time and just make it your your career, if you will, right? Um, so if you don't mind sharing like what, you know, what was your inner dialogue and in your inner landscape like in order to finally find, okay, right. this is what I'm gonna do. <laughs>
1: Well, I started off pretty early. Uh, I went professional, like full-time medium right after college. Um, and it's surprising to me, looking back, how that is pretty early, I think, for most other people's viewpoints or trajectories. But I had spent a good 10 years just fighting it. Just mm. 10 years of like, I don't wanna go that way. That is not my way. I will <laughs> not do it. Like, I get to say no of this this is my choice and I will not be doing that, you know, so um, I just spent so long being mad about it and had been really uh, mediumistic and very psychic as a child and it just kept coming back and back and back and I, I think as a young child was really scared by it and then as a young adult just really wanted to be a doctor and I thought it was very unfair that I couldn't just go and Uh, go be a neuroscientist and I took neuroscience at UCLA and I was on that path and it just kept getting so blocked for me and rather than me going okay all right you know they lost all my transcripts and dropped all my classes and now (laughs) mystery illness no one can seem to figure out and all these things and I'm still like nope I'm gonna keep keep at it like you're not gonna tell me what to do you know right 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 (laughs) Uh, really I just got really worn down at at a certain point and my big turning point I would say was I did get really sick and I went to all these specialists and I was at UCLA and I had to take a few months off which was as a straight-A like academic nerd in a neuroscience project uh, a program was just my worst nightmare Mm -hmm. to be told like you have to drop out of school now because you just can't physically go to class um and Seemingly, I think for a lot of people that would not be the time their world falls apart, but for me, it was like, no, this is everything I know I am, this is my entire identity, Um, and ended up in front of a psychic medium when I was, I think, 19, Uh, and then going through all of that, uh, mostly because my parents um, kind of pushed for it, which was so weird. My father is an engineer, and he was like, listen, we're out of options. Uh, We've gone to every doctor and you're not doing so good. So, um, you know, you were really weird as a kid. Maybe you should just go see another psychic medium. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I sat in front of her and she quite literally said, you know, you're not living your purpose. Um, you're supposed to be a medium. You will be working as a medium within the next year. Um, but if you don't, then you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing and your body's not going to live. And I was like, Oh, um, (laughs) wow. Wow. And I was still so mad. Uh, I <laughs> walked out of there being like, this is not fair. Um, you know, I, I don't want to do this. This is not my path, uh, but also didn't want to die. And I think uh, just really took that as a moment where I thought, all right, well, I'm just going to figure it out for myself. I'm going to start doing readings. I'm going to go and meditate. I'm going to learn what this is about. And then I can just leave it behind. Yeah. <laughs> um you know here we are 12 years later uh still in it yep still in it loving it I think the moment I turned my attention and actually sat with it I realized how much I loved it and got quite obsessed about it and wanted to learn everything and just dove right into it but the moment for me to make that turn took took years and took me getting really sick and um yeah, looking back, I sometimes wonder, I'm like, I think I could have not had to go through quite as much <laughs> had I just listened, but sure. um, at the same time, you know, that that's part of the journey, and, um, and, and in my case, I think for whatever larger perspective you want to put on it, maybe it was my purpose all along, maybe it was my karma, whatever it is, dharma, whatever kind you want to put at it, I just... Didn't get much choice around that part. But I also think ultimately my inner spirit didn't want me to not do it. Yeah. Just didn't get the memo fast enough. Right. Or
0: you just wanted to do your own thing first, you know, and and see how it could go. Do you think that everybody has this, you know, everybody has a spirit and does that spirit have a, a job is probably the wrong thing, but like a path, you know, something that they need to be aligning to. Do you think that that's the
1: the truth? Is that a belief you hold? It's interesting because I think it depends on the person. Um, There are times when people come in and they're really wrapped up in that idea. Like, what is my purpose? Somebody Mm -hmm. tell me because it must just be a job, right? Like, we like to think, especially when the word purpose comes into the room, a lot of times it gets thrown into as career. Right. you know, and we forget that there are a million other ways in which we can feel invigorated within the spirit or like we're aligned within the larger knowing of, of who we truly are. Right. So it doesn't have to just be career, but we live in a world in which career is the most important. And so we feel like purpose has to fit in that box. And mm-hmm. I... Doesn't. So once we kind of step away from that, it opens up some clarity as to, you know, where else could your purpose be? Um, and also, I find that sometimes the purpose in, in areas of your t- or times in your life shifts um, based on kind of maybe what you're wanting to to also share for yourself. Uh, I think sometimes purpose is very external. And so I'll sit with people sometimes and be like, yeah, your purpose right now is very much externally driven. You know, you're you're meant to be doing X, Y, Z. Um, but sometimes it's also really internal. The purpose is like, hey, right now, the whole world around you is getting stopped, so to speak, so that you can go within, um, which you've been trying not to do for the last 20 years. Yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, so I think it can be infinite in terms of what it is. It doesn't have to look like a vocation, although it can be. And I also feel like there are certain times in life where the purpose is to realize that you can choose. Right. Mm. And I've sat with people before too, where I'm like, actually, your purpose is right right now is to realize that it's like, choose your own adventure. And, and uh, sometimes that can be one of the hardest ones because we like that internal compass. We like the sense of like, this is what it is. And I'm sure. And I think sometimes the purpose is actually, Oh, I get to just create it. And, and that one can be really hard for people. I, I get that and I think everything you just
0: said it's just landing you know and, and uh, it'll be awesome to hear it back because so many of us are looking for a purpose in our career mm-hmm. and what relief it is to hear that perhaps it's not you know and perhaps it's just choice or you know it's something internal And you mentioned something that I wanted to ask you about is you know obviously we're going through one of the biggest transitions and challenge that this earth has experienced. Um, it's global. It's everybody. Everybody's having this time to pause and your life is different. Um, I'm wondering what your intuition is saying about the pandemic, you know, the, the, the virus itself separate because you know, that's a different topic, but just in general, what is your intuition saying about this time in our lives?
1: Right. Well, it's been asked a lot. I do think that it's an interesting time to be a medium because the world is grieving and the grief process is a difficult one in that it requires us to feel, right? And especially when you're grieving and then there's no distractions and there's no general coping mechanisms that we would usually use. Now we, we're just stuck with ourselves, <laughs> um, which is uncomfortable, you know, to say the least for for anyone. Uh, and um, I would say my intuitive intuition around the whole thing is that first of all, we will be okay. Uh, but there is an opportunity to find meaning. Mm. Um, there's an amazing quote, and I'm having a hard time find or remembering who said it, but the, the quote is, I can get through anything, so to speak, or, or I can endure anything as long as there is meaning. Mm. And I think that the opportunity here is to remind yourself that there is an ability to, the human experience allows you to create meaning for yourself. Uh, It doesn't have to be the meaning that somebody else creates or what, what their meaning is around all of this, but the experience of it is one that you can create a meaning or an attachment of, of forward motion for, for yourself um but my intuition around all of it is ultimately like we are going to be all right you know and I think like there there is certainly a doomsday feeling around it where um sure the the world will shift and the world will be shifted for some time but I don't think this is the end of all humanity I think we move we move through it and we move together and there's a lot of uh, silver linings to be found
0: so have people been reaching out to you like personally or like businesses or you know asking for your guidance in terms of yeah. Telling, telling us what's going to happen.
1: <laughs> Not so much what's going to happen, but I think um, just methods of finding inner peace, of intuition, of th- connecting to the self, of moving yeah. through things that are hard. Uh, I just started a podcast with a grief therapist, and I think that we're both just finding a lot of need around the whole topic of grief, yeah. because we're all experiencing it right now.
0: Yeah. And I will absolutely make sure everybody has um, the information for your podcast because it's beautiful and it's so timely. And as you mentioned, people do need this information. I seriously could talk to you all day, but we're already running out of time. So I have some rapid fire questions for you, which is just fun. Yes. Um, Okay. So a word that would describe your first reading. Like first professional reading. (laughs) Nausea. <laughs> nausea. Really?
1: Got sick. Yeah, I went into the bathroom and I was like, "I'm never doing this again. This was terrible." <laughs> really? Yeah. Just like sick <laughs> to my stomach with nerves and just yeah.
0: Were you yeah. nervous because of, for the for the person
1: or like what you would deliver? It was just. I everything. think I was nervous for the person, and it's it's an interesting thing to reflect back on because in a journal I wrote. I'm never doing that again. I think I gave <laughs> of importance. Um, this was so silly to think that I was even going to do this. I like thought I was going to throw up. I don't want that experience ever again. And then actually, last year, so this is like nine or ten years later, uh, the first professional reading I had done was my best friend's mom's friend, and he had sent her a random email, being like, "Hey, do you remember that medium from like ten years ago?" you know, she changed my life. And Mm -hmm. I was like, huh? (laughs) I about vomited in a bathroom after that reading Um, because I just was like, this did nothing and I will never do that again. But there was certainly a little bit of me that was also like, okay, fine. You know, like a few weeks later, I I went and did it again. But that first one was not, it wasn't angels and sparkles. Yeah, right. Or anything, no, not at all.
0: So interesting. Okay, so who's a woman you admire?
1: Oh, well, in my family, I would say definitely all the maternal people in my life. Oh my gosh, they're all wonderful. But Maya Angelou actually comes to mind, especially in these times. I think she just has such a way with words. She herself had this ability to know her inner spirit, I think, Mm. that is hard to come by. And even in myself, sometimes I just wonder, like, how... How did you find that because, um, and to to even point it to this day, you know, and to this time in our lives, talk about a woman who went through adversity and found herself. Mm -hmm. And I think that there is an opportunity for that and a meaning behind that right now. Right? The opportunity to go through the tough stuff and emerge as as even clearer about who you are and what you want and how you behave in the world and, and what you want to create.
0: That's awesome. I've never told this to anybody, but sometimes when I'm writing guided meditations, I'll sit and I'll just, I'll be like, okay, Mrs. Maya Angelo, like come, come tell me like what word would be amazing right now? Or, you know, just you know, just to kind of like, um, what's the right word? Like, is it resonating as deep as I'd love it to do, you know, that you could do here in this world. So a huge fan. She has,
1: amazing, not to get on a tangent, but she has an amazing video in which she talks about her process anytime she would go onto a podium. And mm-hmm. she would ask, past or present, anyone who's ever been kind to me, please oh. join me. And so she calls in oh. everyone. And it, it, you can find it on YouTube, but it is, it is that exact thing that you're doing in writing, so to speak, she would do in any presentation she ever gave.
0: Brilliant, thank you for sharing that with me. I will definitely look for it. Okay, well, last question. If you could insert one belief into the minds of every single person in the world, what would it be?
1: Hmm. I would say create your own beliefs by your own experience, right? Love that. Yeah, it's, it's not cookie cutter.
0: Right, right, beautiful well thank you so much for being here thank you for um, all your wisdom and truth and insight and i just so appreciate you being here and doing the work you do
1: well thank you thanks for doing your work i had so much fun with you thanks
0: thank you Okay, how amazing was that conversation I swear I could have talked to her for another two hours straight she is such a delight to not only speak with but also she is an amazing and very professional medium you guys you can connect with her and I highly recommend that first and foremost most importantly buy her journal by the book ten minutes to intuition a daily journal for more intuitive life it works it's really straightforward it's very lovely and it helps you to recognize the patterns of intuition for yourself. So you can get that at mediumfloor.com, also available on Amazon. Um, and then you can connect with her, stay connected, see what she's up to. She's doing live meditations, free workshops, uh, she's got courses, and all kinds of fun stuff. And all of that you can follow along with her on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter under Medium Floor, F L E U R, Medium Floor. She also has a podcast, which we mentioned here on the episode, and it's all about grief. So you get to be a fly on the wall in the office of the celebrity psychic medium, Floor, and a renowned grief therapist, Claire Bidwell-Smith. It's called Moving Beyond Podcast. Here you get to experience a psychic mediumship session as Floor connects each person with a loved one on the other side, and you get to hear how people lay bare their deepest loss with Claire, and she gives them tools to manage their grief. Also, good thing to know is that the clients have never met Floor or Claire before. It's really amazing and special to be able to hear and be a fly on the wall for that podcast. If you'd like to stay connected to me, uh, feel free to reach out. Um, I'm available at innerrebel.co on Instagram. You can see what I'm up to there. A lot of meditations, live uh, free women's groups, all kinds of fun stuff, and then also at interrebel.co. That's the website. If you need anything, feel free to reach out. I'm always here and leave a review on iTunes if that's where you listen to this podcast. Let me know what you think. You're helping to build this podcast and I so appreciate you being here. I really, truly appreciate every single listener. I mean that. Enjoy the rest of your beautiful day and do something that really brings joy and a smile to your face.